So let's get this started. Um, okay. I don't think I ever sent you the questions, but are you ready to just go for it? <laughs> we'll definitely roll. <laughs> yeah, if you could send me the questions and then in an hour. We'll yeah, just like real, <laughs> just like real quick. I want to like peruse over them, you know. Um. Well. I'm a verbal processor anyway, so it's fine. I know exactly. Um. So. I'm more, I mean, people know you because you've been on here, but also it was the first season that you were on. Right. So. In the first episode. I have was a it the voice first episode? episode? You have a different voice. <laughs> well, because I was on the very first episode. Oh. When you were just brainstorming ideas. Oh, yes, you're like right. Mm-hmm. And then the second time I was on, uh, it was a two-part episode because we talked for too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was that... The really long main interview, and then you included me on a chip chat. Yep. Uh, so technically, this is my fourth episode. Technically, if we're going to be technical about this. It's, it's not that I want to um, brag about that, but... But, like, I've been on four. I just want people to know that you like me a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I almost says I love it. No, you're right. I do. Um. So, okay, the fourth episode... <laughs> I had a raspy voice the last time, so I I don't know if I have a raspy voice right now. I can't be a judge. I wouldn't say that you do, but I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, that's so crazy to think, like, I guess two years ago? Yeah, and that's, this is another Ooh. thing that's going to potentially make me cry, is what I was thinking about in the car, is, um, I mean, I guess I'm jumping ahead of you and thinking about the questions that I've heard you ask. Please. <laughs> during this season but when I am, am I right in in that one of the questions is what apologetically what wait say it again you cut out what is unapologetically to me like that yeah like what does living unapologetically live like look like to you that's the first question so hit it go <laughs> well so I was thinking about the fact that that was gonna probably be one of the questions mm-hmm. and and how I don't have a, a tie it up with a bow answer for it, but yeah. realizing that in my in my life, living unapologetically has meant choosing to live for like almost trusting my gut mm. of who I am, what I what I think is best for me, knowing that that also hopefully in, in my context is what God wants for me. <laughs> in the trust of those things instead mm-hmm. of worrying about what other people are around. And sometimes that can be really confidently. Yeah. Um, sometimes that's not done confidently for me. <clears throat> but choosing to live unapologetically, <clears throat> choosing to trust those things and live for those things. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about the last time that I was on this podcast and how I, I one of the things that we talked about on that, because yes, I've listened to it multiple times. <laughs> All right, caught <laughs> red-handed. Um, if I talk about going on this one specific hike at the beginning of that year and that season, and Mm -hmm. that's, I don't think I lived unapologetically for myself until the last few years. Hmm. And the hike that I talked about on that episode, the being in an environment where I was surrounded by people that encouraged me to live unapologetically. Yeah. Um, that that's really when I started doing that. So I was, I was getting emotional in the car. Yeah, you're like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is the, that was the start of it all. But this, 
the last time I was doing this with you mm-hmm. was when I was making decisions to live unapologetically for the first time yeah. and choosing to trust myself and to trust my relationship with God before um, giving up on those things or choosing to not fight for those things because I was worried about what other people would think or I was worried about um, what people thought of me or um, other people's fears for me Mm -hmm. um, and learning that way instead of, and and in anxiety and in, um, which I mean, I still sometimes live anxiously as well, Mm -hmm. but you know, choosing those things instead of choosing to live unapologetically. And so it's just so beautiful to me and feels really perfect to be talking about it. Yeah. When I'm at the last, when I started to live unapologetically in my life is the last time we talked yeah. about it in this way. Not the last time you and I have talked, but Well, yeah. That's I mean that's crazy too. It's almost it's almost overwhelming in a good way to to feel and see all that growth of like especially when in that time, you would have never thought you'd be here right now, like two years yeah. later, right? And I think that's yeah. like where where I'm at right now is, and even like I don't know if I told you, but my friend Kinsey is well moved to Colorado this weekend, mm-hmm. and she is really bummed about it. I mean, honestly, I would be too. Like it's just it's a lot of new things that happened really quickly, and um. But I'm trying so hard to think of, like, Kins, like, two years ago when we met, we never once thought we were going to be friends the way that we are. And so thinking about that happening again and the Lord just being that good and that faithful through that um, Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily need to be the same situation, the same kind of friendship, whatever. Um, But just, like, that kind of, like, hopeful and expectant kind of living and... um, so talking about that with her and then for me, like this next year, I'm not sure where I'm going to go and, um, mm-hmm. being able to, cause at first, not necessarily at first, I feel like there's times when, I mean, I'm in a good season. So definitely I would say it's in the hard seasons when it's harder to look back and see God's faithfulness and be like, he's going to provide. Um, because that's how, that's what you're told to do is like, you need to look back at what the Lord's done before in order to like, hold on mm-hmm. to hope for the future. And obviously it's, going to be harder to do that in the hard than it would be in the bad. Or I'm sorry, those are the same thing. (laughs) Hard than in the good. Um, Mm -hmm. So right now, though, I am in the good and I can like, I'm anxious and nervous about the future, but also like cannot fathom what it's going to be like because these last three, almost four years in California have not been at all what I've expected but way better then. And so it's just those kind of thoughts of like two years ago, you never would have thought you'd be where you're at. Maybe it's not exactly like even what you would be planning or what you would have wanted, but how it all panned out the way that it needed to. Um, mm-hmm. Were you talking well, about if I was my life for other people, it would look 100% different. Yeah. If I continued the path that I was walking and making decisions in the way that I had slightly become accustomed to, then my life would look completely different. And I'm, I could be happy in it. I don't know. I yeah. don't want to shoot down what those dreams were um, mm-hmm. a few years ago for me, but I'm so grateful that I'm not living them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. 
Um, so this time last year, you were just starting your job full-time. Was it internship that you would call it? Yeah, so two, yeah, it was two years ago around this time that I was starting my first year of interning. And then last year was, it, I was still called an intern. It was the second year. The second year, okay. Staying okay. in that position. Mm-hmm. And, but going into that position, you wouldn't have thought you'd be back home. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> there it is. Coming in hot. The Lord coming in be like, ha, you didn't think. Here we are. <laughs> yep. In fact, I remember so many points. Probably, I don't think I ever, I mean, I'm sure I at some point said it, but I I didn't want to jinx it yeah. when I was interning. <laughs> so yep. I was like, it could happen. So I don't want to put myself in a hole that's going to be really hard to walk out of. But I definitely said it in college to several people. I'm never moving home. I'm yeah. not. I, not because I don't love my parents. I love them so much. Not because I don't like Springfield. There are definitely a lot of great things about it. Absolutely. I'm going to move out west and I'm going to do all of these crazy things Mm -hmm. and and I'm not mocking you for... No, I don't feel (laughs) like you are. I'm not talking about you. And I I know that you aren't because that wasn't my plan, like at all. And you know that, so... Right. Right. But I just had all of these things that I was like this would be me succeeding and I'm gonna do all of them Mm -hmm. or at least one of them and if I'm doing at least one of them and none of them include moving home then I'm not gonna do it and I'm not gonna get air quotes stuck in living in the past because that's all that I associated going home yeah with me yeah absolutely and I'm not gonna get stuck I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up on my dreams and and do that Mm mm-hmm yeah, and who are we to say that our dreams can't be fulfilled in our hometown? I think that it's hard because we're just, and this is something I feel like I'm just like a repeating record of like, our culture is just all about going somewhere, doing something, being different, individualistic, and just all these things that it's so hard for us to know, like what is actually healthy and then what is the culture where there is a healthy standard of being an individual and going out there and doing something different. Um, But then also it's like, there's one so strong side of the spectrum that can, you can go far one way and too far the other. Um, That's a whole nother thing that we could talk about, but I want to stay on your unapologetic. So living unapologetically, you feel like you've learned over the last two years, what that looks like. And now you're not like at your best. I don't think anybody is. Um, but you feel like you're finally starting to figure out like what that will look like for you. Yeah. I think I'm starting to realize it's because I think the, the questions that I would say make me realize if I'm living unapologetically or not are the ones that make me uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. like, in high school, when you're graduating, and people are like, so what do you do for life? And, like, that feeling that you get in your gut where you're like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like most people probably feel that, whether they say, I don't know or not. Like, that gut feeling in you when you, however you answer, like, that that choice of, like, I could say what is going to please the people that are in front of me or not. Yeah. I think in the past few years has been when I've realized, like, the answer that I'm about to say to the questions that make my stomach feel that way 
necessarily going to make the person I'm telling it to. It might not make them proud of me. It mm-hmm. might not be a thing for me. Um, but I think that it's best for me, and so I'm going to say it, and I'm going to live my life that way. Yeah. I think that I've got – and so that would be – when I think about being unapologetic, living unapologetically, um, I don't think I do it well all the time. I don't think I do it in every circumstance well all the yeah. time. Yeah. And ask those questions like, what are you doing next year? Like, well, I'm going to go move in with my parents yeah. and move back to your postgrad and I'm going to do that. Yeah. That doesn't please or make most people that I tell, or I mean, maybe they are super supportive, but yeah. that doesn't make the average Joe person think crazy highly of me yeah <laughs> you know, three years post two years post-grad and you don't know what you're using your degree for mm-hmm. like no <laughs> no I still don't and you can honestly ask anybody my age and they probably won't either there will be one out of a thousand but who's supposed to, I just like get kind of frustrated with that idea of we hold ourselves to and even even myself like I have to tell myself like have a plan for myself of like if my if this answer isn't going to give myself pride then why then what am I doing you know mm-hmm. um and it's just all about like where are we getting this standard from and this expectation from um mm-hmm. and there's or so even many... giving more of an explanation like I found myself doing this where I'll over explain yeah like justifying it so yeah it's, it. it's justified mm-hmm. which I mean in some ways I do that to self protect myself it's not because I'm not proud of the choice that I'm making but I I want to remain proud of that yeah so I think sometimes there can be a a balance of it being healthy or not but it just is so sad and frustrating it's like I have to plan out the the bullet points to make the person that I'm telling proud of me too yeah when that's so sad (laughs) yeah yeah when we don't even know what they're thinking or what that looks like for them but yeah we think well, in order for this to seem good or positive or whatever, um, yeah, we have to say it in a certain way. Um, okay, so this is kind of exciting because I feel like we've talked a lot about living unapologetically just in our last few conversations, but I don't really know what you're going to say for this. I feel like I have an idea, <laughs> okay. but... Um, That's a segue. So, what then... That's lo- What does living unapologetically look like to you? Now, you're unapologetically fill in the blank. I have to tie it up with a bow. I'm a long-winded person. You know that about me. I mean, if you can put it into, like, a phrase. You don't have to put it into a word. Hmm. I'm unapologetically... I'm unapologetically the new kid yes. with her parents. I was hoping you were going to say something like that. Yes. Okay, say it again because I feel like I just cut it all out because I was excited. So say it again. I'm unapologetically the new kid living with her parents. Yes. Honestly. I feel like that's an important thing to add. Absolutely. The living with your parents. Honestly. I mean, I love having my own space, and I'd probably hate it within the first two weeks or after the first two weeks. But I would, I would move back in with my parents in a heartbeat, for sure. We they underestimate how much they do for us. It's for real, one hundred percent. Whew. Man, best. Oh, parents are the greatest best. humans. I'm grateful for it. 
and it's kind of fun. We, my mom and I were talking about this the other day that my sister, who obviously didn't get the perk of being the only child in babyhood because I was alive three years prior, huh? like I got to be the only kid yeah. when I was one, zero to three years old. And she got to be the only kid from how old was she? 15 to 18. Yeah. And that, those are two very different periods of life yeah. to be the only kid. Yeah. And so my mom was like, you kind of get the perk of being the only kid as an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> it looks very different than when my sister was the only kid 15 to 18. But it is nice to get to, I don't know, have this experience of relationship building in the same home with my parents mm-hmm. when I'm more independent and have my own opinions and thoughts of my own and, mm-hmm. and doing my own thing and they're doing their own thing and they've they've been on their own for a while now it's a totally yeah. different experience you're unapologetically the new kid living at home with your parents mm-hmm. so what has been the process of you coming to that like explain what the new kid is for you explain I mean, I don't think you have to explain too much of what it feels like to live with your parents, but we already kind of did that. Like, now it's exciting. Um, But I think everybody out of college understands, like, in college you think it would be the worst thing ever, and then out of college you're like, oh, actually, (laughs) praise the Lord. (laughs) It might not be the worst thing ever. Yeah. Thank goodness for safety nets. Seriously. Um, And options. Yeah, so being the new kid, I have just spent the last two years – making a home and a life for myself in the upper peninsula of Michigan, above Wisconsin. <laughs> I remember needing to explain that last time. Because um, most people don't know what the UP is, which is a shame. Go look it up and go to it, everyone. Yeah, everyone go um, check out, learn some geography. It's awesome. But I've been spending the last two years living there, working there, living in a small community, really connected and And I think two part of it is that I, until I lived in the same place for two years, I never realized how much my heart craves consistency. I always thought I was going to live in a million places until I lived in the same place twice Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the same room with the same roommate, uh, with the same group of friends at the same church. Um, I just have never had that because in college and high school or yeah, college and high school, everything changes so much. Yeah. So having consistency, realizing, man, I really love the fact that my relationships with the same people in the same place, doing the same things, deepened so much. And I got good at my job because mm-hmm. I was doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, gaining confidence in those things and, and gaining comfortability in those things. And then to move. Yeah. <laughs> and to, in, in my case, moving back to a place that has been home and... I was, I, I'm an extrovert, (laughs) um, which sometimes can even be figured out when you just hear my voice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am an extrovert. Hi, I'm Kennedy Brown Um, and yeah, she's an extrovert for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I'm such an extrovert. Um, but I, uh, have been in this place before six years ago, but I lived here and I was connected and I could go to any church in Springfield and know people. And I could, uh, go to the grocery store and run into people. And, um, I could text any of my friends (laughs) that I knew were around and hang Mm -hmm. out with them. 
if I was free and I knew that I could go to an event at a place and know people, like I just, I've, I've lived here and I've been so connected and to come back and to walk into one of those churches mm-hmm. <laughs> that I felt so connected before and not know anybody, mm-hmm. um, was weird. Yeah. And to, um, go to, like, have to push myself to go to events <laughs> that, as an extrovert, I love. Yeah. But to not love them is weird. Yeah. And to be the face that, like, I, I like being the person that welcomes people in. Like, yeah. I like, which is why I think I'm, I'm, is one of the reasons I'm so excited to start my job is because I like being the person that's like, oh, welcome to my space. And I would love to yeah. make you feel connected. Totally. Like, to be the person that is hoping that somebody else will do that for me mm-hmm. <laughs> is so uncomfortable. Uh, it's so uncomfortable. Um, and so, yeah, being the new kid, I'm, I'm referencing the fact that I'm one, don't have connections that are crazy deep. I mean, I have friends from different seasons of life that are here, yeah. um, but they're in different seasons of life. That's, and that's they're, the thing is like, and even, I think even if I moved back to Springfield, like, even though we've stayed connected from senior year, junior year of high school, like there's still going to be, we mm-hmm. would still have to navigate what that would look like. And so no matter how long you've known people, you still have to walk through like this newness again. Um, and I think that people forget that. And then they get to like, they think, Oh, I'm moving back home or I'm moving here and I know all these people and whatever. And, like, like I moved in with Allie, but she was married and had a kid. And I, the last time I lived in the same place as her, we were both in high school and weren't dating anyone. Like that is a completely different lifetime. <laughs> totally. And different so just season. learning yeah. that of like, this is just going to be different and I'm going to have to share her with her husband and her child. Like this is, and so mm-hmm. you having to walk through that again of, well, wait a second. Like, and I hate, so that's probably what people are saying. I'm like, oh, you know people in Springfield. Like, it's totally fine. Like, you're like, yeah, but, but still. they're all married and they've got full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah. You're like, but like they have a nine to five. And, um, when we hung out, we just went to high school and got out at three and didn't care about anything else other than friends. Right. And now it's the opposite. Right. Like it is work. <laughs> right. Well, and now it's another, like every time. And I think part of this is because I, I do care so deeply about keeping relationships. Um, not that I can keep every single one that's significant always. Yeah. Like my friends from high school are few. Mm-hmm. And my friends from living in Ohio previous to that are very few. Mm-hmm. Um, but I care about keeping relationships that matter. And, um, and so every time I move, <laughs> that's more people and not that that's a burden by any means I don't want to make it sound like that it's a it's a total gift but it's hard that's another balancing act too gift of a burden a burden Mm -hmm. gift well and it's 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 a balancing act for both sides because if I leave then that provides literally in my case of being an intern we're in a place that needs interns Mm -hmm. like that spot is needs to be filled Mm -hmm. and that means that the people that were investing in me in that way need to invest in other people in that way yeah so you'll never have that same relationship they can't invest in me in that way anymore yeah 
I, they are not the people in front of me anymore. And so the way that I invest in them looks different now than it was then. Not that we're not investing in each other. It's not that those relationships don't matter or won't continue. Yeah. But I, it can't look the same. It, It just can't. And that, that takes a level of grieving too. And so I'm feeling like the new kid while also grieving the fact that I'm yeah. not the old kid. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <You know>? Yep. <laughs> and I think too, Ken, like just because this is, because we're going through similar seasons, I feel like the similar season of being a new kid, we're in that same spot of like me going to a new church and doing all that. But then yeah. I feel like I'm almost like a year behind you of this is my second year at Pathway and you had those full two years of knowing that position. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's like a it's kind of like we were talking about at the beginning of like the hopeful expectation that you have for the things that are to come, but also it's really hard to think about what's going to come next. Um, same kind of thing of like knowing this is not going to be the only hard season I'm going to walk through. And this is not going to be the only confusing state that I'm going to be in. Like this is going to be, it's a, it's called a season for a reason. (laughs) I hate that. I just rhyme there. That is a good little catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) It's called a season for a reason. Trademark that. I will. (laughs) Copyright circle around it. Um, But how, like, seasons come and then go and then they come back. Like, it is a freaking cycle and it will never end. And I think that's one thing that keeps biting me in the butt of I'm like, well, shoot, I had this figured out, like, two years ago and here I am again. And this is really unfair. (laughs) Well, and that's the funny part about being, quote, unquote, the new kid, too. I know that you're one of the people that I talked about this with two years ago when I was the new kid last mm-hmm. time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember talking to my, my close people um, and just about, I was like, it's an annoying problem. And I know I'm going to sound annoying when I say it, mm-hmm. but it's just so hard to start new relationships when I already have really good ones. Oh. And that's a good problem. And it's an annoying problem because it means that I have people wanting to be close to me in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that is a blessing and yeah. that like I know that that is not everyone's um in the world's circumstance and yeah. so I know that it's a privilege and I know that that's a gift but it's so hard I'm like I know I know that I have people in other places and in this circumstance too like I know I have people five miles away from me yeah <laughs> like, but like to know that I I still need I need to go to church <laughs> and I need to I need to sit by myself for a few mm-hmm. weeks until I make connections, even though I know that if I was in this other city, like I could go and I would know everyone when I walked in and mm-hmm. be able to give hugs during the greeting time and it wouldn't be awkward. And, um, I wouldn't have to figure out what's an appropriate amount of time to stick around and not talk to anybody at the end before I go to my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I wouldn't have to figure that out. But at the same time, like, I had to do that two years ago Mm -hmm. in a space that I still, a month later, am crying about not Mm -hmm. being in, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I know I'll get there, and it's annoying 
it's 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 annoying to hear me say like, yeah that I just I got a lot of people all over the place so I have way too many but, friends is really what I'm saying and I need to cross them off I know it's so I know I sound annoying no you don't I mean it I think really what I'm kind of hearing and realizing is like we go through this cycle yes but it's almost like there's growth as we go through this cycle where it's like okay we started yes. here two years later we're the same spot but we've grown a little bit more and so for you you're not as overwhelmed by the newness. You're not as like, um, yeah, seeing it as, and I know you didn't see it as a negative thing then, but when you graduate college and you go somewhere new, that's a totally different newness than when you've done life for two years and now you're back somewhere else. Um, so I think it's, there's still like, you're finding the beauty in, it's the same season, but different season. And I've learned and I'm growing, um, or I've learned, I've grown, still growing, um, into yeah. where you can take this season with stride because, because you've done it before. Um, and maybe because you've learned the right or wrong way to do it. And I don't necessarily think there's like really wrong ways to maybe, maybe there is wrong ways to be the new kid of like not trying new things and not showing up to things even when it's hard and, um, but yeah, I want to like dive into just a little bit more of like you process what, why you're a new kid, all of that, but how are you doing that and living that unapologetically? Like, how is that, how has that become what you're like, you know, I really don't care that I'm seeing as this anymore. Yeah. Well, I think, hmm, how do I say it? It's a great question. Well, well-versed, or well-versed, well-phrased. Thank you. How am I doing that unapologetically? Well, I think part of doing it unapologetically is, I think you were kind of hitting on it, is I could um, try to not be the new kid. Mm. (laughs) And I could do the things that are safe. I could, um, in, in my circumstance, we keep talking about how I'm going to this church, um, but that church is not the church that my parents are going to. Um, I'm not, I am going alone on Sundays. Um, and so I could choose to not do that. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of reasons that <laughs> are why I made that choice and, um, that were healthy for me and, and, and why I made that decision the way that I did. But, um, I could choose to do the safe thing, um, and not be alone and, and go where connections are already made for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wouldn't have been the best for me and um and that wouldn't have been the healthiest thing for me and even though it's uncomfortable um and takes explanation sometimes the right the right thing for me is to to be the new kid Mm -hmm. in that setting and so I'm going and Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable and I don't like it and I feel really awkward when I'm sitting alone in a room (laughs) that is filled with so many people Mm -hmm. um but it's the right choice and worth being the new kid for, for me. And so that's, I think that's one, um, more specific example. Um, I didn't have to move home. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to, um, choose this year to look the way that it does. And I did that on purpose. Um, even though it's uncomfortable and even though it takes explanation, um, because it's the right thing for me <laughs> and mm-hmm. 
not staying um, in where I, I mean, there also wasn't a job, so that's part of it. Um, but me choosing to not do some of the plans that I had had that I could have chosen over coming mm-hmm. home to do, like I could have gone to grad school right away, which was an option um, that would have meant not moving home. It would have meant staying in the North Woods. Um, which I could potentially do someday, but um, choosing to not do that this year was very intentional um, because I needed I needed to be here now. Um, mm-hmm. I needed to. Um, there, are, I mean, there's a million and one reasons as to why I felt like I needed to be in Springfield for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept telling my parents in the, that decision making because I hated it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be home a month, maybe nine. <laughs> It's how I would say it to them all the time. <laughs> I will be home a month, maybe nine. Maybe I'll be home a month to maybe um, s- 72 weeks. Or I mean, 70, 72 months. So. <laughs> be home at least a month. I might be there forever. We'll yeah. See. I mean, I there's somewhere in between there. So <laughs> we'll figure it out together. But I, yeah, like I just, I didn't, I wanted something better to come up. And like, I feel weird and slightly bad saying that now, but it's honest. I wanted, I wanted a job to be created for me. I wanted, um, I wanted to change my mind about grad school. I wanted a job offer to come out of nowhere. And you know what they did? They did. Mm -hmm. I got sent job applications to different, um, positions that filled similar things to what I'm doing now that were in other spots. And then, and, I didn't do them because I knew that it wasn't right. Yeah. And so the unapologetic part is saying like, no, like God didn't put on my heart to solely be the new kid, which is, I mean, the thing that I said at the beginning, but God put it on my heart to be the new kid in Springfield with my parents. Yeah. Um, and which is why I included that part that like I didn't need to just be the new kid in this season. I needed to be here. Yeah. Um, and what's cool to me is that I, I make, de- I, up to this point in my life, I make decisions in a way that feels somewhat safe. So mm-hmm. like, which I'm sure most people do, like I wanted to know the job that I was going to have uh-huh. um, in order to move someplace. And this was in the, in the mindset that I could move anywhere else. So like if I would move out West, um, which is still maybe could hopefully happen someday. Um, <laughs> that I would have a job and then I would move to mm-hmm. it. Um, but it just kept being put on my heart. Like I didn't know what I was going to do in Springfield, but it was just like, you need to go home. Like hmm. you need to go home. Hmm. Um, and just those urges that I can only sum up to being a call. <laughs> that, yeah. like, you need to, you need to be at home. And I would get these job applications and be like, I don't feel comfortable applying for that. It's not the time for that. Yeah. I can't, I can't go to grad school right now. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, not that it doesn't make sense in, in the grand scheme of things, but it's just like in my like heart, right now. It's like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and so not knowing what I was going to do, it's just like, okay, the decision is made. I am moving to Springfield until at least May. Mm. And I made that decision, talked to my family about it. It was, it was set in stone. That part of it, it was like, when I move home, I'll apply for jobs and, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then a month later after making that decision, I get offered the job that I will be doing. So and cool. it fits perfect with my timeline. It mm-hmm. fits perfect with 
the things that are on my heart that I need to work on and discern for myself this year. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's like, it's stupid makes sense. And I have never in my life before made a decision out of order in uh-huh. my mind. Uh-huh. The first time I do it, it's like God telling me like, duh, I told you I'd be faithful. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're welcome. I've been faithful. You're, you're <laughs> welcome. I am the Lord. <laughs> but in a way that's also so gentle and kind. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so it's just, it, it's funny to me, but it, so that's also part of why I'm unapologetically the new kid living with my parents is it's like, God's been faithful. And so I trust that like, I got to keep, keep stepping forward in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually can like, that's something that I just recorded a episode last week that I'm, it's going to go out before this. So, um, but it's unapologetically, I don't know what I'm doing. And, <laughs> Um, it was, it's hard to talk about because I want to know what I'm doing, but it's that similar, like what I was talking about before, like it's exciting, like it's hopeful, it's expectant. And, um, just even hearing, like, it's kind of, I just, I love how the Lord like really humbles me because I think that there's times when I'm like, you know what, I'm older, like I'm, I'm a year older than you, but really like it's not that much, but I think sometimes I get in my head. I'm like, you know what? I'm a, like, I'm a step ahead. I've got this figured out, got this figured out when really like you're walking through the exact same season that I'm about to enter into. Like after this school year, I will not know what I'm doing. I'm going to move somewhere that I don't know. Like I just, there's going to be things that are going to happen that I'm going to have to make the same decisions that you have. And I have not yet like felt like certain of knowing like, if I don't think it's going to be home like you, but like certain of where exactly it would be. Um, but just so cool to, so like be expectant for you and knowing being a part of the process with you of like, you had no idea you're going to get offered this job. Um, you had no idea it was going to go this way. And then knowing like, frick, that's how the Lord's going to show up for me. And I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be anxious of like what this is going to look like. Um, so you're already speaking to my life without even like you haven't done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> you've been on your sabbatical and you've already already led so many people to the Lord. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man, sabbaticals just about figuring it out. And it's funny. I like that I've been using that in in air quotes. I hope everyone. <laughs> it is a sabbatical. <laughs> I have been doing ministry for the last twenty four years of my life. <laughs> But I, for those people who are listening that don't know me as a person, I'm obsessed with being busy. I'm obsessed with to-do lists. I'm obsessed with... Which is where I thought you were going to go with this episode, actually. Oh, so sorry. Um, I'm not upset at all. (laughs) We'll just do another one. (laughs) I'm so obsessed with those things that um, I... The summer for me was so crazy and good and really beautiful Mm -hmm. but exhausting and um took a lot of me um in the best kind of way but also that still is taking a lot of me Mm -hmm. um and so I knew I and I kept using this this language around it like I knew that I needed which is why I couldn't do grad school right away and what I told um then is that like I I have to end this season that I'm in really well. And I know what that means for me. I know that means staying and through August. Um, and I know that I need to enter whatever the next season is well. Um, 
Which is why I find it so funny that I told my parents I'm at least a month break Aww. before whatever I do next. Um, because that's so not me. <laughs> yeah. So not me. And when I was offered the job, it was offered to me so that I would have a month. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly, that's great. And, and I accepted that in a season that I was so busy. Yeah. But to be two weeks in to resting, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was so mad at myself for choosing that. And, but in a way that was like, okay, this is why I needed it because I needed to slow down in order to be, in order to finish well, I needed to grieve. And I wasn't grieving when I left Yeah, the Upper Peninsula. I left excited for what was next, which I think is good. And that was also real. Yeah. But it wasn't until two weeks of being home that I cried mm-hmm. <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was a lot. And then at like thoroughly grieving and getting connected and being the new kid well, like took a month on its own. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And you're going to keep it up even as, yeah. like, even as one season closes, another one's still going to be. Yeah. And how healthy on. for me, you know, to enter this season of being the person that, like, I, I mean, I already said in this, in, in talking about this, that, like, I love being the person that greets others, that welcomes others in, and yeah. that's my job. Like, that's what I'm going to be doing, and I can, whether I'm feeling it or not, I can do that all day long. And yeah. so if I just started my job right away, like, I would never have this season of being the new kid, which is probably yeah. honestly why I'm thinking about it so much right now and why that's the, the route that I went, is yeah. that I think it's important that I felt the gravity of what being the new kid Yeah is for me and really having to sit with it and work through it and and own that unapologetically so that when I enter the season where I don't always have to feel like the new kid even though I am mm-hmm. like I can remember what it was like and like it like gives me eyes for other people in a absolutely. way that I think I needed because I've been so comfortable yeah for two years absolutely in the same exact way I completely understand okay so um, there's like, this is like a two, two part question. You either choose one part or choose the other. So, okay. um, first one is what's something you would want to tell your 18, 19 year old self or what's something you'd want to tell someone in your same season right now? You can do one or both. I'm, you know me, I'm probably going to do both. Yes. <laughs> but I'm going to challenge you because we've, also I hate, I can't see your face right now and I haven't been able to see your face for the last like 15 minutes, but oh, sorry. it's, it's okay. That's why I keep, if you keep thinking like I'm looking away from you, it's because I can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going to challenge you because I want to keep this under an hour. So. Okay. Perfect. Go. I will pick. 18-year-old me. Okay, 18-year-old Kennedy, what would you say to yourself? I would say, hun, it's going to be okay. Ah, yes. The, the, what you're feeling right now is normal. Yeah. And okay. And the fact that you don't know what you're doing or where you're going or the fact that you're scared of what you're entering into is okay. Mm -hmm. And you're alone. Um, and you're going to feel it again <laughs> yeah. and you're going to get comfortable and you're going to feel at home and you're going to love where you're at and what you're doing. And the plans that you have for your life are going to change just like they already have a bunch of times already. And it's going to keep happening and it's going to get better. And you're not alone then either. Um, 
and um, the cycle of it all continues. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what we've been talking about, right? It, yeah. It continues. And I think when we're 18, we, we don't see that. <laughs> I think sometimes when we're 24, we don't see that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think even, too, like, that's speaking to me of, like, frick. Like, there's so many things I have planned out and thought I was going to do and think I'm going to do it right now when really, like... Literally, it's just every day in teaching is you have a plan and it's never going to go the way you have planned. There's probably one out of one lesson out of a week that's going to go as planned. And that's life. Like, that's literally what life is. I'm just living it out as my job. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think what I would also tell my 18 year old self is that the five year plan that you don't know how to put together and feel really guilty about not being able to put together, like, even the people who can articulate theirs right now, like, theirs will change. So don't. Absolutely. Don't spend all of your time feeling like a failure because yours isn't coming together or because you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, like trust your gut that it's okay to not have that. Like mm-hmm. trust, trust your gut to, to live unapologetically, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and I didn't have the courage to do that mm. um, all the time when I was 18. And I don't have the courage to do that all the time when I'm 24, but I'm doing it a lot more often now. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. It's coming a little bit more naturally and yeah, that's good. That's good. And I'm going to have to like re-listen to that just myself because like I said, it's just things that we Me all too. need to hear. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> well, that's the, and we say this all the time when we talk to each other, you got to speak things, even if you don't always believe it because yeah. it's important to remind even ourselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think too, like... Sometimes the truth, and this is what can be really hard about Christianity, is, like, the truth can be cheesy. Like, we see it as cheesy when actually it's not. Like, it's exactly what you need to hear. It's exactly what needs to be said. But because we think it's, eh, that's what, like, you say in, like, hopeful conversations. Or that's what you say, like, it's a Disney princess kind of saying. Like, no, like, Mm -hmm. you are chosen. Like, you are seen. You are loved. Like, all of these things, it's, like... Nah, but really, if you sit on it, you're like, oh yeah, it's exactly what I need. Um, yeah. And it's the same for like the little pieces of truth we need to speak over ourselves of everything that you just said. So, yeah. Um, selfishly, I want to end this conversation so I can just talk with you and then. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, let's end it. Ken, thanks so much for coming on. The fourth time. No, fifth time is a charm. Fifth or they've all been a charm. The charm. Yeah, I was going to say, well, let's not take away credit from it. <laughs> yeah, because when you say that, you're saying the other one, the one is good. But that's not what I was saying. <laughs> no, I love it. It's an honor and a privilege every time. Uh, I think the world of you. Oh and I'm going to say it right now before you cut it off because it's important to me that you know that you no. are a blessing to so many people and that it's cool to me that you unapologetically I can't even say it now it's a hard word are unapologetically a podcaster Ah, choose thanks choose to share your gifts with the world and amidst a million other things that you're juggling and juggling well that you choose to give time to people to live out your passion that you give time to yourself to do what Mm -hmm. you feel called to do because it would be easy to not do that so thank you on behalf of your listeners me included ah thank you ken love you so much we're gonna end it right here and then we're still gonna talk